Never had the chime of twelve been so welcome. Not in Russia, not in Europe, not in all the world. Had Romeo been told by Juliet that she would appear at her window at noon, the young Veronin's rapture at the appointed hour could not have matched the Count's. Had, Do- had Dr. Stalbum's children, Fritz and Clara, been told on Christmas morning that the drawing room doors would be opened at midday, their relation could not have rivaled the Count's upon the sounding of the first toll. We're doing fine, I'm doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fine, book club edition. The edition in which we most definitely have read the book. 100% have read the book. Okay, I admit it. I picked the wrong book. We picked the wrong book. It was just a bit dry and I didn't get through it. I've had a really busy week doing nothing on annual leave. But I just, Robbie, it just... I was counting on you. I have read the book. I have finished it on the, from start to finish audiobook. My reading comprehension remarkably low i'm so sorry it was just so boring i couldn't get into it (laughs) it's fair it's fair i've looked into the storyline i've worked i I know what happens so we can still discuss that but like oh i'm sorry guys this was not this was not the month (laughs) i just well you know what we've had a really good run of books this year we have it was time that we didn't have a banger so Yeah, it's about time we had a low vote. Yeah. (laughs) Not to, like, spoil how this episode's going to (laughs) go. I'm going to just say up front, like, I think it's a good book. And will I return to it? Maybe. But I think it needs, it warrants a paper copy because I don't, it didn't pull me in the way that I need you. Like, yeah, it didn't pull me in the way that I need an audiobook to pull me to keep my concentration on it constantly. If it helps, I don't think that's just in the audiobook. All right. Yeah, like, this was the fastest that... I, also, like, the narrator spoke really slow, but, like, also very clipped. So, like, I was listening to it at, like, 1.6 speed, which is quite fast for me because, like, the pace needed to be that fast. But, like, it made the words really weird and awkward and, like, I don't know. Yeah. Just Well, would you like to give us a synopsis since you're the only one that's read the book? Yes. So, A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Towles. Um, It's about the Count, um, Alexander Ilyas Rostov, um, fictional in nature. (laughs) Um, but after the fall of, like, the Russian aristocracy, aristocracy, I'm not sure how you guys use your fancy words for your fancy people. Um, Love that. (laughs) It's just one of those words you have to be prepared to say beforehand. Aristocracy. After the fall of that, he gets banished to the Metropole Hotel, which is, like, a very fancy hotel in in Moscow, which is like, you know, like the Ritz or, you know, any any big fancy hotel that they have <laughs> in big cities. They're all the same. The Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite a Hilton. The Balmoral. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's about his life living in the hotel and the relationships that he develops and him kind of coming to terms with this banishment. Um and him coming to terms with the changing of Russia and how it's, you know, 
growing and changing as a country and modernizing as well. Love that. Love that. Love that. So that's okay, the well, book. It has yeah, a lot I'm... of characters. Like, okay, so one thing that I will say before, sorry, you go in. The book is self-aware. There are passages where it's like, you know, Russian literature is really bad in the fact that there's only like five different names and a lot of very complicated last names. And the fact that like you'll meet a character and then they'll disappear and then they'll show up 10 chapters later after you've forgotten them. So you have to remember people. So did, did they include that bit in the vi- in yeah, the audio book? Because that, that so that was as a, um, a footnote. Okay. But it takes up two pages. The footnote is two pages long. Oh and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Because <laughs> literally, it's like, it takes up half the page. Yeah. So it's like, you've got your you've you've got your actual book. And then it's a footnote. And it's got a line between the actual, the actual book, the text, and where the footnote starts. And then the next page is just all footnote. Oh and then the following page is half book, half footnote. And I was like, what the fuck? This is not how you write books. <laughs> That is hilarious. That's but not it's a footnote. Yeah, it's self-aware. <clears throat> yeah. And like that's Baffled a passage me. of the book where it's like literally all of these big hotels are the same. Like they're meant to be the same for people like me who are world travelers so that we can find people who are like us. Like mm-hmm. insane. It's self-aware. Terrifying. Right. Well, <clears throat> um, apparently some of us got through it because we do have we do have listener questions. Yes. Some people actually managed it better than me. I apologize. Um, so I, I'll I'll kick it off and I'll ask you the questions so that you can talk to them because I'm a shit cunt that didn't read it. So, oh, it's an explicit episode today. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that? It just phrase slipped before? out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. That's what we call people. So it's like you know, shit. If you if you if you don't or you know. Yeah. Ball bag if you don't, that's anything. Anyway, so we have a, um, a question from Callum who has said, does the count sentence seem better or worse than banishment or a minus six? Now, I know what the minus six is. Yes. Do you remember? Yes, yeah, so the minus six is you're banished from the six largest cities of Russia. Yeah. So Moscow, yeah. St. Petersburg. <laughs> what? <laughs> Love that you're even gonna attempt to list them. <laughs> all, all of my. Go on, please continue. So you've got Saint Petersburg, you've got Moscow. Can you name the rest of them? Um, no, you're asking the woman who thought Luxembourg was a country. It was was like a city in Germany. Um, <laughs> they don't teach us geography. Well. So I think there's, so I just read this earlier, I think there's Kiev, yeah. Kharkov. Kharkov? Yeah. And then okay. it's like Tbilisi, I think that's how you pronounce it. Tbilisi. Okay. And then the last one is Yekaterinburg. All right. And I 100% just read that off the page now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Sochi one of them? I don't know. <laughs> Pretty sure they had an Olympics. Yeah, 100%. So, do you think his punishment was better or worse than banishment or the minus six? Oh, God. Uh, that's hard. Um, honestly, I think I'd prefer to be in the rest of the world than 
yet, right? Like, being within a hotel, like, that's that's fun for a child, and you get up to some shenanigans, but, like, god damn, he was there for, like, how many years? Like, 30-something years? But also, like, I want to know, how did he pay for that? Um, I'm, I, I just assumed fa- family money. I don't know. The world's most expensive jail cell. Apparently. I mean, he eventually became a waiter, so maybe he couldn't pay for it. I think And they did give him, like, shitty rooms. Like, after a while, they, like, downgraded his rooms and stuff. Even further to the attic room. Maybe. (laughs) You just made up your own version of this book. (laughs) It's very possible. (laughs) Okay, right. Amy's got us a question as well. Um, No, wait, Robbie, which one would you prefer? Oh, 100% not staying in a hotel. Like, I would rather be banished. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd rather be shot than be told to live in a hotel for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, being honest. Anyway, Amy's got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think staying in the hotel changed the Count's view on what was happening in Russia and how Russia was changing? Um, I think it both, like, kept him pretty in the know because, like, There was, like, a bunch of, like, meetings of all of the new folks in charge. Not going to say any names of what organizations, because I've forgotten. Um, I'm pretty sure one of them was the Kremlin. That's that's a a name I've heard before. Um, Oh, yeah, so we don't mess with them. A lot. Um, But, yeah, I think it kept him in the know as, like, as to who the leaders were and, like, what directions the country was going in. Um, and he seemed pretty resigned about, like, a gentleman must be okay with moving on and letting mm-hmm. the, the, the things move forward and whatnot. Must not, the <laughs> gentleman must not stand in the way of progress. Um, no, they must not. So, I mean, I, I think it, like, I think it helped him keep in the know, but also, like, just being surrounded by the decadence that seems to be the Metropole, like, he is not seeing what the outside world is like at all. Mm-hmm. So he probably, like, it probably paints a much rosier picture of what Russia is to him than what is actually the truth. Fair. Because, like, there's that scene in the end, which Robbie probably wouldn't know. There is, like, that scene where Mishkov comes back after Uh, he's been banished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, And people mistake him for a beggar. And he's like, yeah, we need to fucking burn Moscow down. It's not, like, (laughs) we don't, this isn't the first time that, Russia, Russians have burnt Moscow to the ground and it won't be the last. And the Count is like, what? And everyone's <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's that's the point of being Russian is you don't get attached to things. Um, yeah. Talking about getting attached to things, we've mm-hmm. discussed it a little bit off the podcast. But Jenna wants to know what you thought of the Count's relationship with Nina and how your perspective changed on that relationship as time went on. Dude, I was so confused about that relationship. Right? It really threw me. I was me. like, I was okay, like, you're friends with a child? Yeah. <laughs> Your best Literally. friend is nine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was kind of weird at first, but then it was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, you're limited to a hotel. And it just was very like Eloise at the Plaza for me for a minute when, you know, they were wrestling, wrestling around and like... You know, going into the secret meetings and stuff. Um, yeah. And she comes back older, so it's not like he seduced her or anything. Yeah, no, like, he's never weird about it. He's very much, like, like just the cool uncle. Um, yeah. 
I do think it's a little bit sad when she comes back when she's like in her late teens, early 20s, and she's just kind of like hanging out with her friends, and he sees her, and he's like, Nina, Nina, and she's like, oh my god, embarrassing old yeah. man. Um, <laughs> and then the fact that he, she just left her child with him. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Madness. Glad he could be for, there for her in that way. Um, <laughs> but the relationship he has with Sophia is just precious. So Yeah. I wouldn't know I didn't get that far. Yeah. So um, Amy also asks later on in this docket, um, what do you think <laughs> of Nina's choice to leave Sophia with the Count? I mean, Siberia is no place for a child. So, like, I yeah, get it. Fair. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty irresponsible, but it worked out. Yeah. Now her daughter's a piano prodigy. Piano player, and she's hanging out with the youth orchestra and then running away from the youth orchestra. <laughs> Dude, I was so confused. I had to like rewind like two chapters and be like, wait a second, what? What's going on here? I find myself doing that a lot in this book, like having to like go back a few pages to be like hang on i need context <laughs> yeah like yeah. there was a scene like right towards the end where um and it took me forever to like i was so confused by the whole bishop's character i don't know like everything about the bishop i was like is he a real bishop <laughs> i don't know we're just going with it <laughs> Was he, like, also, like, one of those, like, a deposed ruler and has to work here now? I'm confused. What is his situation? Why is he just such an asshole to everyone? Like, the whole situation with the wine labels, like, what? You can't, you can't be that petty. You can't. Well, apparently you can. (laughs) Did you reach the situation with the wine, with the wine labels? No. Okay, so the count, so... Uh, the the bishop was like a waiter and he the count was like at a table next to one of the bishop's tables and there's this couple that was on a date and it was like obvious that the guy oh wait i think i did to get order. to that bit was that when he yeah. like off he like what they like the oh, wine. a wine yeah he like and he was like oh what a bad wine to have with with a stew <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but the bishop because of that got super fucking petty and like later on when he got promoted because he's like you know in with the new government um he he like sends it in being like sends in this like notice being like having having knowledge of lines is a class privilege and we shouldn't have that so we're not gonna like, I suggest that we don't have wine labels and, like, people can only order red and whites. So they're like, you know, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So they make the Metropole Hotel take the labels off of every single bottle of wine they have so they now only offer red or white. That's which so is, like, funny. a terrible idea. They're, what if you're having dinner and you get a port? Like, what the fuck? What yeah. if you're having dinner and you get, like, a Riesling? That's not, that's a dessert wine. Like. <laughs> like i'm not even into wine and i know that's a terrible idea there's so many different kinds like Mm -hmm. 
And they're so specific. <laughs> like, you don't want to get a Chardonnay. You don't want to be expecting, like, a Chardonnay yellow, like a white wine. Yellow. See, that's how little I know about one. Uh, <laughs> a yellow wine. A yellow wine. I mean, they call it white, but it's yellow. We all know. Um, you don't, you don't want to get a white wine and expect to have, like, a nice Chardonnay with your dinner and then get, like, a fucking sweet wine and you're like well this ruins everything yeah that's my dessert thanks for the 300 more calories <laughs> like, fuck fucking hell bishop you're a piece of shit but um like towards the end of the book there was a scene where the count was like holding the bishop up by gunpoint and i was like wait a second how did we get here <laughs> <laughs> rewind like, a bit rewind like 20 minutes and catch up on what i had been listening to <laughs> that just sums up this entire book yeah to be fair right i don't have a good segue from that so i'm just gonna jump in with <laughs> christina's question okay. um Thank christina has asked the question christina yeah christina's asked what was your favorite vignette in the book and why Okay, so yeah, the book is kind of compromised of vignettes because it spans how many years? So many. Um, so the vignette, I, you know, I guess, I think my favorite would probably be the wine one because obviously that's clung to me. Um, yeah. I also like one of the early meetings of the triumvirate, which is um, Andre the waiter, um, the chef, and uh, the count, where they all kind of just start these secret meetings to discuss, like, ever all the ongoings of the hotel and, like, it's work, but it's also them being, like, you know, gossips. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, they're just, they're just, like, hanging out and Andre admits that he was in the circus for a while and he starts just, like, juggling knives and the, <laughs> the chef gives him, like, they're like, but can you do four knives? And he goes looking for a knife and the chef, who, like, always has his special knife in his hand, like offers up his offers up his knife and it's like this huge moment of like camaraderie between them and it's very sweet because like the chef is just like so so like enamored by watching him juggle and it really just shows all of their characters really well and that's when i realized that andre was my favorite character which sorry we skipped ahead uh so that might be my favorite of the vignettes fair who was your favorite character from, like, the three chapters you've read? Uh, probably Nina, because she's sassy. <laughs> I was, like, I was just confused why she was always in yellow. Nah, I feel that. I also just love, like, I did, like, appreciate when she, when the Count was like, she's just a child. She's obviously not getting me a Christmas present. She's just fucking waves over the waiter. Yeah. <laughs> all sassy-like. And it's like, I got you a present, bitch. And yeah. I have instructions for you. I am a child. <laughs> That's a great one, too. Did you get to the point where the Count was about to, like, commit suicide? No. Okay. Um, spoiler. Uh <laughs> yeah. To be fair, like, they mentioned it, and they're like, four years later, the Count would find himself ready to throw himself off the rooftop of the Metropole, and then... I've, like, remembered that, and then I assumed I got to it, but I don't remember how it solved. Like, how it solved itself, but he didn't do it. Well, that's good, then. Yeah. It would have ended the book so much earlier. Yeah. 
Would that have been a bad thing? <laughs> there would have been no Sophia. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Right, I think we have two more questions. Um, yeah. So I think there's a second one from Christina, but Wait. I don't know how it's supposed to start because it starts with get Sophia out. What? So on my doc, on my doc, it says get Sophia out of Russia, and why do you think he stayed behind? Oh, so you can't see the full question. Um, it says no. why did the count decide it was best to get Sophia out of Russia, and why oh. do you think he stayed behind? I wonder why that's not coming up. Anyway, I don't know. I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> Worst book club episode ever. Sorry, guys. This is my fault. Um. So. From what I can recall, it seems like... I mean, Sophia obviously was a gifted child. She was very good at um, piano, and she like she literally just grown up and spent her whole life, basically, in the Metropole. And there was, like, a... After her first piano recital, the bishop, being the petty bitch he is, um, and not in the good way, um, came with the instructor of the youth orchestra from another city... And was like, oh, we're going to have Sophia play on our in our youth orchestra. And it wasn't like, we're offering it. It was like, this isn't a request. We're stealing oh. your child to play piano. And like, luckily, Anna, um, the Count's girlfriend, stepped in and was like, oh, no, she's going to be playing with the, the director of the Moscow Youth Orchestra was interested in her. And the Count was like, what? When did he say that? And she was like, tomorrow afternoon, because she's a boss-ass babe. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... I think that's when, like, the Count realized that Sophia... And, like, Sophia was like, don't worry, Papa. I would never <laughs> leave the Metropole. Um, Poppy's <laughs> laughing, but that's, like, basically what happened. <laughs> don't worry, Papa. <laughs> and, like, I yes, thanks, Russian. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do accents, okay? True. For good reason. Don't even <laughs> pretend it's not. Don't want to be offensive on this podcast. No, never. Um, chip, 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 cheerio. Chip, chip, cheerio. How's Big Ben? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right, Callum's got us another question. No, wait, I didn't finish. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> this is worse than the actual book. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, no, but like, she was like, don't worry, I would never leave the Metropole. Um, and I think the Count kind of like, took that in stride and was like, well shit, I am keeping this young woman from living her life. And then he started kind of devising a plan to get her out of Russia because like, and just, like, so that she could live and freely express herself outside of Russia. Because Russia was becoming more and more uh, censured. And um, I don't know why he stayed behind, honestly. Like, it ends Maybe with him... Maybe he didn't know what to do. He's no, been like in a it... hotel for 30 years. It ends with him, like, kind of traveling about with Anna and... Um, the last scene is, like, him returning to that hometown with the big apple trees. Um, oh, cute. Yeah, and it's very sweet, and I think it's a bit of a homecoming for him, but it's also, like, him realizing how much things have changed in Russia. And I think maybe it's just because he wants to explore the country that's been 
banned that he's been banned from actually seeing for the last you know few decades yeah and like Russia's his home and that's understandable but also I don't quite get it <laughs> but yeah that that's that so it's kind of sad because I don't know if Sophia would ever be able to come back from Russia or to Russia so that might have been a permanent parting who knows who knows not me because there's not a sequel Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Robbie. All right. We have one more question. It's one a very short book club because only yeah. I'm answering. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, Callum has asked, do you agree with Mishka's outrage on the removal of the lines from Chekhov's letters? Does that make sense to you at all, Robbie? No. Okay. So, Mishka, do you know who Mishka is? No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Mishka is the Count's, like, boyhood friends. They were kind of, like, schoolmates and got along, and they're, they're basically, like, you know, they're the friend, they're the kind of friends that call each other brother and, like, grab each other <coughs> by the arm in old-time <coughs> movies, because that's what they do, and then they, you know. Oh, wait, was this the guy that it came up being, like, he said he would meet him, but he won't, but yeah, he won't pacer. because... It, yeah, right, uh-huh, yeah. No, I do know him, yeah. Okay. So, um, but Mish- Mishka was working on the work of Chekhov's letters, right? It was Chekhov? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was going over, like, the, the great Russian poets and writers and stuff and writing a book about it. And in the letters, um, there's a line about Chekhov recovering in Germany and was like, you haven't experienced bread unless you've had bread from Germany, like... Those who, like, Russians who haven't traveled outside and into, like, the rest of Europe just doesn't know what, just don't know what good cuisine is. And the government was like, you can't have that in a book. Get rid of that line about the bread. Russian bread is the best. So he had to get, he was, like, forced to get rid of it, and he was very distraught about it. And um, that kind of, he he refused to do it. And then he was sent to Siberia because, you know, cool governments. Um, yeah, I agree I would with be the outrage that. because yeah. they're censoring, and that's not be. cool. Yeah, I mean it does sound very Russian but, <laughs> and um, American now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and depends on who's in Westminster. Mm. Mm. We're not speculating on the backsliding of our own democracies. Continue. Absolutely not. Absolutely that's not. not. That's not the podcast for this. That's next. That's that's the other one. That's the other episode, yeah. Well, that's all our questions. I'm so sorry this has been so short. That is my fault. Yeah, Robbie. I'm not going to give it a rating because I haven't read it. That wouldn't be fair. So, Lisa, what what do you think? What's uh, your rating for A Gentleman in Moscow? You know, I'm going to give it three stars. Which, Respectable. Yeah, Robbie, you might be surprised that that's a higher rating than you might expect. But I think... I think it's one that will grow on me, and I felt like I'll probably return to it when I'm in more of a place to read a book that doesn't, like, necessarily grab me. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. And do you know what? I think that's, that is my issue, is that I, the story is well-written. It's a good it's a good concept. I think I'm just not in the mind frame at the moment to yeah. read a book about a man that can't leave a hotel. Like, I really should have saw that coming, that it was going to be a tough read. Because the whole point of it is that he has to fill his days up with 
boring activities to kill time. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course it was going to be a bit of a, a intellectual... Yeah. I don't want to say struggle, but, like, there's a lot of words. Yeah, and I think, like, I just wasn't in the place because I'm in the process of just reading a lot of garbage romance novels around this, and I'm like, I want the serotonin from my books, please. This book did not give my brain the serotonin, so, you know, give me the trash. It's just very (laughs) different, yeah. Not that the rom-coms are trash. Um, They're just easier to read, for me at least. So do you want to announce next month's book club? I've done most of the talking. I will let you do that. Okay, okay. (laughs) So for December, we've got a bit off the... So last year we were very specific. Christmas, murder, and then we read Murder for Christmas. And I think we can both agree it wasn't great. Yeah. So this year... So this year we have gone for something very different and I'm very excited for this book. Lisa's mm-hmm. been talking about it for a while. So and I read the synopsis and was like, OMG, this sounds amazing balls. So drummer please Lisa, for December book club we will be reading <laughs> If We Were Villains by M. L. Rio. It is available on audiobook and paperback and hardback, so however you want to read it, get involved. Join us for Book Club in December and send in your questions and we will have that episode ready for you to listen to on the first day of January 2022. My God, how did this year go by so fast? Literally terrifying. Honestly, distraught about it. (laughs) Right, that is it from us, guys. Join us for December's Book Club Tweet us at WDFcast with your questions if you're enjoying the book. Um, send us Twitter, Instagram DMs that we are doing fine. Or email us your questions or requests for at wearedoingfine at gmail.com. Get involved with Book Club. And until next month, keep, keep reading, reading fine. fine. <laughs>